0: A person marries a woman, and the marriage is complete. And after the wedding, he says, you know, I thought that she was a Kohanes, the daughter of a Kohen, that's why I married her. But really, she's a Leviyah, she's a daughter of a Levi. Comes out, it was a Kiddusha toast, the marriage was a mistake. Or if he says, you know, I thought Leviyah, I thought you were the, son of a, the daughter of a Levi. Kindness, but behold, she's the daughter of a Cohen. I thought that she was poor. Comes out that she's rich. Ashira, I thought she was rich. Comes out that she's poor. So in all these scenarios, he's speaking up after the wedding already took place. Says the Mishnah, They stay married. Why? Because it was a full-fledged uh, marriage, and it wasn't a kedusha taos. We don't say we don't call it a mistaken marriage. But because she didn't do anything to make him make a mistake, he made his own mistake. So it comes that it's the should believe, it's words of the heart. Words of the heart ain't on the very they, they're worth nothing, and therefore the marriage is intact like a regular marriage. Next case. Homerish a person tells a woman, so here we have a guy that tells a a regular uh, Jewish woman. Hariat Mugadeshly, behold you are married to me La es after I convert or the other way around a Yisrael tells a Goya, behold, you are married to me, La she tis gairi, after you convert. Or you have an Kanadi that tells a regular Yisrael, a Bas Chorin, a free woman, regular Yisraelis, behold you are married to me, La after I become free. Or the other way around, a regular free Yisrael, a Ben Chorin, says to a Shivcha Kenanis, a maid maidservant, behold you are married to me, La Akha Tachari, after I free you. Uh, or a person says, Behold, you're married to me, ba'alech nevach. He says, Behold, you're married to me, after your husband dies. Or, a person tells his wife's sister, Behold, you are married to me, La After your sister, my wife, dies, then you're married to me. Or a person says, A woman waiting to, to do yibam. He says, "Behold, you're married to me. La achas After your yevama does chalitza uh, on you, now you'd be married to me. So in any of these scenarios, ena Likudesh, the marriage does not work because since it was not in the person's power to marry her right now, it was all dependent upon factors coming to play afterwards. Af kiddush of la even the." Marriage, are you trying to plan for the future? Ain't a, ain't a It does not work. The marriage is null and void. Nothing happens. Khina Omer Khavera is to a person who tells his friend, If your wife has a baby girl, behold, that she is married to me. So it comes out that the Mishnah says, ain't a If they're not married, there's no marriage here. She ain't kadushin and Beish lo balolam because this girl, this baby, has never come into the world. And you, a Kedushan is not tophes. Marriage does not take effect on a woman that has not come into the world yet. However, if his wife's friend, if his friend's wife, is pregnant, and you can see that she's pregnant. So you know the baby's there now, right? Devarav of and his words are intact. If a girl is born, she is married to this man. However, the Ramam explains that so He has to go back and he has to be, he has to marry her again after she's born. Because we still see the same rule a person cannot acquire something which is not in the world yet. Even though you recognize the woman is pregnant, it would not help. So, what does it mean, I mean his words are intact? What it means is that we're stringent, that we don't let this girl, once she's born, marry anybody else. However, the man still has to go ahead and remarry her again because a person cannot acquire something which is not in this world yet. Mishnabav. Her own release, a person tells a woman, Hariyat <speaking> Mekneshez <in> li, Behold, you are married to me with this, Pruta, with this coin, <speaking in Hebrew> on condition that I will speak on your behalf to the, to the king. I'll speak to him, you know, on your behalf, I'll speak good things about you, and on that condition I want, I want you to marry me. Uh, or he says, I'll marry you on condition that I'll work for you a day's work like a regular worker. So if he speaks to the king about her and gives a good work, or he works for her a day's work like he made his condition, she's married because he fulfilled this tonight. If he did not speak to the king good on her behalf, or he didn't do a day's work for her, then she's not going to be married to him. Pretty straightforward. But the Quran explains that the mission is coming to teach us. Sha'af him tonight, even if, if he fulfilled his tonight, and he spoke to the king good on her behalf, where he worked for her days at work, Aina says the marriage will not take effect unless he gives her a proof of the coin as well. If he doesn't give her a coin, but he tells her, you know, behold, you're married to me with the payment that I will receive because I'm speaking to the king on your behalf or for the payment that I'm going to receive for doing a day's work for you, with that I'm marrying you, not with an actual coin, then the marriage does not work. Because according to the Tana of our Mishnah, they hold to the principle, Yeshnelaschios which means that a shalom a person when he works or does a task. It's not that he gets paid once the job is done. Shalom b'gmarav zochah No. Meaning when you do a job and you get paid, do you get paid because now you completed the job? Here's your money? Or from the moment you start the job, you start getting paid, you start getting paid, you start getting paid. You start getting paid and when you're done, the payment is complete. So our ton of our mission holds of the latter. And therefore, the moment that you're giving her and telling her, I'm marrying you with the reward that I'm being paid for to do these tasks for you, at that moment, it's really a loan to his his kala. Why? Because he doesn't get it until the task is complete. And then we look at it as if he's marrying her with a loan. And when he marries a woman with a loan, it does not work. Very interesting way to look at this. Uh, next piece, i uh, I'm marrying you on tonight. She he marries her on, on the, on the condition that her, that Shaloyimcha Abba, that the father should not object to the marriage. And he puts a, a date. He says, Hariyam, behold, you married to me on condition that my father should not object within a 30-day window. So now like this, Rutza The 30 days pass and the father's cool with it, doesn't object. Mikudeshus, yeah, they're married very good. Tanai is fulfilled. If the imla the father does object within 30 days, and of course, she's not married because the Tanai was not fulfilled. What about Mesa, the father dies within 30 days? Certainly, I she's married because now we're not concerned the father is going to object. He's no longer in this world. But Mesa ben, if the son who is being Mekadosh, woman, if he dies within 30 days, we teach the father to say he does not want. Meaning we instruct him to object to the marriage. Why? He's dead to this son. What's to make a difference? Because if he doesn't object, comes out that technically he would have been married to this woman. And now, if he died without any children, which of course he died without any children because they never had lived with each other, and he has a brother that's alive, there'd be a case of Yibam. What well, do we have to bring a case of Yibam to the table? It's very complicated. So we teach the father to object, to make it that the marriage never everything effect. Even if the the son is dead, this this of this woman is dead. That's the point over here of the Mishnah. Okay.